Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have a little more Biden content. This kind of relates to 2024 and the posturing that is taking place. And we're seeing the same strategy out of Joe Biden, which is pandering, pandering to black Americans. I had a conversation. I, I have to tell you, I have been so encouraged lately. I can't completely describe the circumstance of where I was, the conversation, that sort of thing. But I, I've, I've got to tell you, I have met some people who have frankly surprised me. I'll be honest with you, black women. I was around a conversation, and, and I've heard a number of these conversations. They are getting it. They were talking just the other night about getting rid of Bond. When I was reading the list of crimes that no longer will prompt arrest, they were alarmed. This is beginning to resonate in the black community. It's bubbling up. My hope is that Joe Biden and morons like him are going to find a less friendly environment among black Americans. As black Americans wake up to the reality of the political plantation many of them have been on for years and realized people like Joe Biden do not have their best interests at heart. They don't. I had one woman, she agreed with me. I made the comment about, I do not want to be viewed as a victim. And if anybody approaches me with that paradigm, I'm not interested in engaging and relating with that person. I can't because that person does not see me as an individual worthy of being engaged as a sovereign human being on their level. I'm a victim to be pandered to and to feel sorry for. No, thank you. Take that somewhere else. Anyway, but I digress. Can I get to Transformation Tuesday and sharing about my weekend? First, I want to share from Lori. I used to work with Lori. She posted this on social media, I believe, this morning. God sent an angel. Driving through Charlotte to a doctor appointment this morning, I got sick. I had to pull over. A passerby saw I was in distress and pulled over. She asked if she could help. I explained, I have cancer, and this happens sometimes. She asked if she could pray for me because God told her to stop and help me. I never turned down prayers. She prayed, and we went our separate ways. It's nice to know that God shows up when you need him. Is that not a wonderful story? I've not talked to Lori in years. 
In fact, it's a reminder I really want to reach out to her because I remember working with her, wonderful person. Hate to see her going through what she is dealing with now. Transformation Tuesday also. This post from Steve Crosby on Christian celebrityism. Boy, this one packs a punch. I knew someone once who gave up her whole life to take care of her disabled mother for years. Feeding her, changing her diaper, and more. Her family despised her because of her faith and gave her no support of any kind. Emotional, spiritual, financial, none. She never married. She gave her life to care for her mother. She was quiet, unassuming, no prominence in the church. She radiated love and joy. She died very young of cancer, with no bitterness or accusation in her until her last breath. Oh, my goodness. And you have never heard of her. You ready for the contrast? <laughs> you know it's coming with Steve. Yet if a movie star or sports star gives their heart to Jesus, he puts that in quotes, it's all over the Christian media. They get invitations to speak on a national platform about the deep things they've learned about life in the last three months. You can get the sarcasm here. My friend would have more reality in a thimble of her life to speak about. But when celebrity and success are our deity, people like her will never have a voice. That's just normal human religion. It is to be expected. I refuse to allow the media, especially, quote, Christian media, to shape my values and thinking. Many believers wail about being manipulated by the media while they swim in an ocean of their own flavor of manipulation. Ooh, that hurts. That's normal human religion. It is to be expected. How we love our heroes, representing our brand, leading us to success. Oh, gosh. If you're looking to find the authentic Jesus, you need to look among the animals and manure in Bethlehem or naked and dying at Calvary. You will not find him under the glittering lights of Western Christian celebrity culture. I have to tell you, just reading that, it's, I feel just chill down, a chill down my spine. I so connect with this. I don't need to go into all the details about this. I had been wrestling with some issues. No, it was yesterday or the day before. I was just discouraged about something. You know who I reached out to? A friend of mine whose wife is dying from cancer. It's really interesting to me. This is a friend I met in college. And he spent some time in pastoral ministry. But we've reconnected in the last year. And I think one of the major reasons for that is we just have real interaction. It's raw. And I so appreciate that. Not the artificial religiosity. Oh, God bless you, brother stuff. 
I mean, you really get down to the nitty gritty of what's going on. How many of you need this and want this? And whether you're a believer or not, you want what's real. You're not looking for artificial or some platitudes. I'm so beyond platitudes right now. And I walked away from that conversation with a new sense of not only encouragement, but boldness. It's like, okay, this is the reality check I needed. Encouragement and challenge. But this ties in with Steve's post. We've got to get away from this celebrity stuff. We have bought into some of the same value systems as the world. And it shows. Really shows. Still to come, I'm going to tell you about my weekend. Went to Nashville and had an awesome time there with my son and daughter-in-law. And I'll tell you the movie preview that we went to. Because it's a movie you will want to check out this spring. We'll talk about that much more as we continue the broadcast. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Vince Coakley radio program. I want to tell you a little bit about my weekend because um, I had an extraordinary weekend. My son and daughter-in-law moved to Nashville from Charlotte a couple of years ago. And my daughter's about to move there as well. Pretty extraordinary. I've been watching a really interesting transformation with my son. And, you know, it's kind of interesting because I, I didn't go out of my way to indoctrinate or even attempt to indoctrinate him. But the discoveries he's making, they're extraordinary. He's figuring this stuff out by 
by this I'm referring to politically, socially, social media. Uh, he's figuring this stuff out. And I'm serious. I'm going to have him on this broadcast very soon because you need to hear what's going on in the mind of a 26-year-old who is recognizing the madness that is developing among people his age. And he's very troubled to watch. He and his wife. So we had extraordinary conversations really from beginning to end. <laughs> from the time I arrived, I think it was Saturday when I went, came back on Sunday. The occasion, by the way, my good friend Steve Dace reached out to me some weeks ago about a movie he's done. I don't know if any of you have read his book, Nefarious. It is a book that's been out several years, but he decided to do a movie on this. And Steve reached out and said, hey, we're going to do a screening of this movie. And I'd love for you to come and watch in Nashville. So I thought, well, that's perfect. You know, great opportunity. And I'll also be able to invite my son and daughter-in-law. So they came along. This movie was extraordinary. Well done. I loved it. I don't want to give too much away about it. If you like uh, screw tape letters, you're going to like this particular movie. It's really well done. And I've not had the opportunity yet, but I will be telling Steve this. One of the reasons I love this movie, Chris, you know, Steve is a Christian, unashamedly Christian. But I love it for the fact that it is not overtly Christian. This may sound crazy, but I love the way it's done. It's not preaching. It's not sugary. It's not cheesy. Because I'm going to tell you a lot of the Christian fare that I've seen in terms of movies, it's too neat and it's too clean and everything is resolved at the end. And life just isn't that way. So I'm not giving anything away about the movie other than encouraging you to be on the lookout for it this spring. It will be released, I believe, in March. And when it is, um, around that time, I'll be certain to have Steve Dace back on this broadcast to talk about the movie, to talk about what has gone into making this happen. It's pretty amazing. The storyline, it follows a convicted serial killer who's on the day he's slated for execution, he's a guy who's claiming to be a demon, and he's undergoing a psychiatric evaluation to determine if he's mentally fit to receive a sentence. The star of this is Sean Patrick Flannery, and he puts on a brilliant performance in this role. It is just incredible. So I strongly encourage you to be on the lookout for this this spring. As I mentioned, I'm going to tell you more about it later on. And I'm hoping that this is going to get a wide theatrical release. They are working hard on this thing. And it's just a matter of time before we see the trailers circulating and the movie soon to follow. So nefarious. Be on the lookout for it. Uh, coming out this spring. A quick comical story to share with you before we talk about 2024. One of the things that really cracked up to me 
cracked me up was going through TSA pre-check on the way back. I believe this was Sunday morning. I have a practice. What I always do is, you know, in preparation for going through the security line, make sure everything's out of my pocket. I want to make sure I'm ready to go when I get up to security line. One of the worst things is, you know, reaching through and trying to find this and that. You know, I make sure I take my my ID out, I put it in my left pocket, and make sure everything else is emptied out and ready to go. So I get to TSA pre-check, and the examiner calls me up. And he said, I'm sorry, but we do not accept your insurance here. <laughs> I went, I was ready to panic because I thought I would given him my insurance card instead of my ID. Turns out I had given him my insurance card and ID. They were stuck together. But it was one of the one of the things I loved about the moment is this kind of sense of humor. You ever met some of these folks, you know, whether they're checkout people or TSA people, whatever, who just don't have a good sense of humor. They are dour and nasty. And this was about what, five, six in the morning. And it was so cool. This guy made a joke about it. It's like we don't accept your insurance. It's like, we're just kidding. Your ID is here, too. So I was so relieved <laughs> when I found out they were together. Nonetheless, great time in Nashville. And I look forward to when this movie is released, uh, hearing what you think about this. Because I think it will be a very, very uh, impactful movie when it is released so let's talk a little bit about 2024 what was it that revived joe biden's presidential campaign in 2020 when it looked like he was on the ropes what was south carolina what was special about south carolina what was black voters that's what he is going to need to solidify black voters if he wants to make sure he is in position, not only to win the nomination, but to go on to become president again in 2024. So, in his celebration of Martin Luther King Jr. Day, he is at the Ebenezer Baptist Church. Do you know who that pastor is, by the way? It's Senator Raphael Warnock. Yeah. <laughs> How times have changed. I want to play for you the audio from Joe Biden. Now, this is a guy who panders better than anybody. I mean, he's up there. I want you to hear what he has to say about his experience with church growing up. Listen up. And let's say one thing to rest. I may be a practicing Catholic. I used to go to 730 Mass every morning in high school and then in college before I went to the black church. Not a joke, Andy knows this. So he claimed, not only do it, did he go to his Catholic Mass every morning, which I also doubt, he then went to the Black Church. We're going to talk more about the uh, questionable nature of this story as we continue our Tuesday broadcast. Stay with us.
If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. So before the break, I was sharing with you the pandering that Joe Biden's doing in advance of 2024. That's what this is all about. This guy doesn't give a rat's ass about black people. I mean, let's just be honest about it. This is all about pandering. Over on the text line, this person asked the question. Just curious, Vince, when's the last time you attended an all-black church? Just asking. Actually, it was back in May. I think it was May. Interestingly enough, it was in Tennessee. Hope that answers your question. Now, the person making reference to Penderer-in-Chief, the other one to Raphael Warnock, saying he is a wolf in sheep's clothing. (laughs) You think? Oh, my goodness. So a little bit more about this pandering. So here's, first off, Joe Biden talking about how he went to a black church every single day after mass. I mean, I don't believe a word of this. This guy who is a confirmed plagiarizing person, we know that to be the truth. He's lied repeatedly. Now, also at this appearance, apparently was Andy Young. Now. Those of you familiar with Andrew Young, he's a legitimate civil rights leader with some real cred. Okay? I want you to understand that. He says, Andy, it's so great to see you. You're one of the greatest we've ever had. Andy and I took on apartheid in South Africa and a whole lot else. They didn't want to see him coming, but we used to. That's when we would organize to march and to desegregate the city. (laughs) I like how he's putting himself with Andy Young. During his 2020 presidential campaign, Biden frequently mentioned how he would help organize anti-segregation protests at Union Baptist Church, a prominent black church led by the late Otis Herring in Wilmington, Delaware. When I was a teenager in Delaware, for real, I got involved in the civil rights movement. This is what he said at Bethlehem Baptist Church, South Carolina, January 2020. I go to 8 o'clock Mass, then I go to Reverend Herring's church where we'd meet in order to organize and figure where we were going to go, whether we were going to desegregate the Rialto movie theater or what we were going to do. While Richard Mouse Smith, the former president of the Delaware NAACP, defended Biden in a 2019 op-ed claiming, we know Joe is the ally who is there beside us to protest the Rialto Theater's discriminatory policy to segregate moviegoers based on race, his claim about attending Herring's church was disputed. Longtime congregants told the Washington Free Beacon at the time they didn't recall Biden attending the church. 
This revelation came about the same time Biden was forced to admit his repeated claims about being arrested with Young in apartheid-era South Africa were untrue. Young said at the time, I was never arrested. I don't think Biden was either. Biden goes on to say, I guess I wasn't arrested. I was stopped. <laughs> Do you see this guy's relationship with the truth? This guy's a lying fill in the blank. Biden also acknowledged in the 80s, he was not a civil rights activist and never marched during the movement. During the 60s, I was in fact very concerned about the civil rights movement. Biden, who was running for president at the time, said during a 1987 speech, I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool on the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved in what they were thinking and what they were feeling. But I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. <sighs> Which one is it? Biden's speech Sunday at Ebenezer comes as he's embroiled in controversy over the alleged mishandling of documents. This guy is not honest at all. Not honest. So whatever statements he makes really about anything, you certainly need to take with a grain of salt because he has a very, very loose relationship with the truth. Isn't this crazy? And I want you to be aware of this because he's going to do a whole, whole lot of pandering. A lot of it. Boy, there's so much I was planning to get to today. Let me just give you a preview of what we're going to get to sometime during the course of this week. How about legislation to criminalize conspiracy to commit white supremacy? Yes, we have a member of Congress who has introduced such a bill. Reparations? We're going to delve into this. A reparations committee and the money they're talking about, this will blow your mind. Also, we're going to talk about air travel. We found out what's behind that FAA outage that happened last week. You know, it's, it's really amazing to me. We've got people who are just, they think the solution to every problem is to throw money at it. I think it was Delta CEO was talking about how money needs to be poured into the FAA. No, this is not about that at all. Sounds to me like they need to do some vetting, better vetting of who they hire. Because it sounds like this was human error. We're going to talk about this and that crash in Nepal. Do you see this, this story? So tragic. We will delve into this as much as possible in tomorrow's broadcast. But I want to go right into this story about a bill criminalizing conspiracy to commit white supremacy. <laughs> um, see if you can guess who introduced this. As I share with you the first part of the story written by Breitbart. So this bill's been introduced by this member of Congress criminalizing conspiracy to commit white supremacy, which includes criticism of non-white people which influences an individual to commit a hate crime. Legislation H.R. 61, Leading Against White Supremacy Act of 2025, 2020, 
three, actually. <laughs> it seeks to prevent and prosecute white supremacy inspired hate crime and conspiracy to commit white supremacy inspired hate crime. This was referred to the committee on the judiciary states someone engages in a white supremacy inspired hate crime when white supremacy ideology has motivated the planning, development, preparation, or perpetration of actions that constituted a crime or were undertaken in furtherance of activity that, if effectuated, would have constituted a crime. <laughs> Beyond the stupidity of this, the language of this is something only Washington could ever come up with. I mean, would you write something so convoluted in your entire life? Accordingly, conspiracy to engage in white supremacy-inspired hate crime entails the publishing of material, advancing white supremacy, white supremacist ideology, antagonism based on replacement theory or hate speech that vilifies or is otherwise directed against any non-white person or group. Boy, do you see all the room there is to come up with false accusations with this? By the way, all offered to you by the wonderful Sheila Jackson Lee. Isn't that wonderful? Stay with us. Folks on the text line, you should be ashamed of yourselves. So Joe went to a black church frequently. How did his friend and mentor, Grand Cyclops Senator Bird, like that? Oh boy, Joe here. I went to a black church so much, I grew an afro that year. My nickname was Shaft. No joke. True story. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Vince Biden was at that church. He was the creepy white kid sniffing the congregants. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> that is so terrible. Vince, I think you should get the name Dishonest Joe. think it would be a good title from now on. Oh, boy. Vince, you act like Biden's the only person that lies when we have the entire Democrat Party that's lied since Lincoln. All right. On this new legislation that is proposed... Jim out of Easley thought it might have been Cory Bush who proposed this, which it is not. Vince, couple that proposed white supremacy bill with critical race theory, which says all whites are guilty of white supremacy because they are white. And you've got a whole race of people who are guilty of a crime just because of the color of their skin. That's where this is going. You know that. That bill's the dumbest bill in history. So that bill would allow one race to be censored with prosecution and promote another race based on a false theory of propaganda from another stupid Democrat. Yeah, this is how it works, isn't it? So if I'm a white supervisor and complain or reprimand someone black at work for poor job performance, am I guilty of the crime, conspiracy to commit white supremacy, even if they weren't actually doing their job? Oh, goodness. 
You're really getting deep in the weeds here. <laughs> Folks, you know how this works, where so many minds are today. I mean, it's, it's really scary. It is. The nonsense that people have bought into. Um, there's no end to it. No end to it at all. All right, time for us to take a look at the day in history. I'm trying to look at time here because some days we literally have to zip through this. How are you doing today, uh, Producer Chris? I'm doing very well, thank you. Good, good. We have a total of 10 questions here. Eee, this could be tricky. 1773 is the year, and Captain James Cook did this. He was the first to cross this very cold part of the world uh you only got two choices there uh i i'm trying to think whether this is north or south i know it's bad um that's one part of the globe i don't know but uh you want to guess which one i'm gonna guess the north pole because antarctica is the south pole and you would know that you know i'm gonna give this to you it was the antarctic circle oh. that's what he crossed in 1773 so we'll give that one to you oh. 1893, we had, um, um, this is not a good question to ask. It's American sugar planters um, overthrowing the Hawaiian queen. That happened in 1893. Well, of course, of course. Yeah, everybody would know the answer to that one. 1916, the most exciting sport in the world. I'm being facetious. Um. <laughs> This, uh, the PGA was formed. What is the sport? Uh, it's uh, golf. Oh, gosh. Do you, you know like what? golf, by the way? I did. There's simply not enough hours in the week these days, uh, yeah, but it's... I did. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, it wears me out. I can't. It's certainly to watch it. Oh, just no chance. 1939, the political party in this country banned Jews for working as dentists, vets, and chemists. Boy, this is a shocker. What country would possibly do this? I'm thinking it's Germany. It is Germany indeed. 1950, 11 Boston thieves pulled off this robbery. $2 million in cash, $29 million in today's money. What was the brand of the vehicle they robbed? That's a big hint right there. Uh, Wells Fargo. Uh, oh, truck. no. Train. Was it a train? It Brinks. Okay. okay. Brinks robbery is the, the name. Uh, a lot of people know this. This still is part of a discussion today, a concern about it. Which president in 1961 warned about the military-industrial complex? Uh, that was, wasn't Kennedy, was it? No, it wasn't. The guy before it was a, It was a military guy who was president, a uh, general who became president come, later. Come on, there's 30 seconds left in the show. Eisenhower. There we go. There we Eisenhower go. did it. 1966, NBC started the Monkees. Remember that? Gary Gilmore in 77, executed by firing squad. 94, we all know that. Paula Jones accusing Bill Clinton of sexual harassment. And a lot of people resent this happening. The L.A. Rams took off from L.A. and decided to move to the heart of the country, St. Louis. Isn't that wonderful? That's all the time. I cannot believe how quickly our time just evaporated today. You have the idea of what's coming up tomorrow. We've already previewed it. 
Lord willing, we're back tomorrow to talk about all these things. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.